It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Angie, we're going to play a game of I see it or I don't. I'll throw out some real estate scenarios at you. You let us know if you've seen these things pretty frequently, if they're common, or, nah, not really. You don't see these things very often at all. Here's first scenario. Scenario number one. A bad credit score is keeping me from buying a house, Angie, because I can't qualify for reasonable interest rates. How often is that truly a barrier for folks? It, it is. Um, I, I know we had a, a seller who was ready to make an offer on a home. And after we connected her with one of our preferred lenders, you know, very quickly, he said, oh, no, she stopped kind of paying her her credit card bill um, several months ago, and her credit is now shot. And so it's not necessarily because of the bad credit you get, you can't get a reasonable interest rate. But Without good enough credit, you just can't even qualify. So yes, bad credit can also affect the interest rate that you receive. But if your credit's bad enough, you won't even be able to get the financing you need. Um, it has, you know, there's minimum requirements for your credit score in order to get that approval. So it's not all just about the interest rate. Sometimes it's just about qualifying in the first place. There's sort yeah. of two levels there, right? It, exactly. So it doesn't mean, you know, hey, I can have any credit score, but maybe just my interest rate will be higher. It, it doesn't work that way. There is a bare minimum for different loan programs. Every loan program is a little bit different. But, you know, I would say once you're below 600, it's definitely touch and go. Some people cannot get qualified if they're below a 600. And remember, though, credit scores when it comes to lending is a little bit different. So a lender looks at your middle score. It's not an average of your three scores. It's just your middle score. So say you have a 300, a 700, and an 800. They take the 700 score, hmm. okay? I wouldn't imagine they're usually that far off from one another, right? Yeah, strongly agree. But um, just remember too, <laughs> though, be if a you had situation, right? <laughs> but you know, maybe you had like a a five ninety nine, you know, a six fifteen, right. and then a seven hundred. They would take the six fifteen, gotcha. right? Gotcha. Um, yeah, I bet that's a common misnomer because I, if, oh, yeah. if I were guessing, I would say it would be an average of the three, not not the just the middle one. So. That can definitely have an impact. I, I think most, they would think that it's going to be the average or maybe they'll take my best score. No, True, unfortunately yeah. not. It's the middle score. In an ideal world. Uh, yeah, that would be wonderful, take right? Best one. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. All right, here's another scenario for you. Um, hey, Angie, split level homes are making a comeback. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, 100%. Really? Okay, um, Especially in, just in our, in the Raleigh area, we have quite a few split levels um, in more older established neighborhoods. You know, those, a lot of those were built, what, in the 70s, 80s? I've actually um, always liked them too. I, yeah, I I'm seeing a lot of them though, where they're being flipped. And so, you know, someone's coming in and they just, you know, they gut the kitchen, you know, they just kind of redo the flooring. So, of course, it still has the same design and layout, but they're just giving them an uplift and making them cutesy and new and, you know, relisting them. So, you know, some people love them, others don't, but I I see them for sale all the time. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. So everything makes a comeback. Split levels. Yeah. It's their turn. Another scenario for you. Uh, We're playing I see it or I don't. Does Angie see these scenarios or not really here in the area? Uh, I think my home is worth a lot more than online estimates, Angie, because everyone around me is getting into a bidding war. Do you have people that kind of express that thought to you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, the the well-known area to look is always on Zillow, and it's called the Zestimate, right? But you need to remember that whenever you're looking online at that so-called Zestimate, also other third-party websites like Realtor.com, Trulia, you know, Redfin, they all have a an estimate. They might just have different names for them. You know, but those are just algorithms, okay? It, it's a computer-based algorithm. And remember that the computer has absolutely no idea of the condition of that overall home. It's upgrades, you know, it's style, the cleanliness of it. If there's a major highway in the backyard of the home, you know, it's just strictly going off of square footage, age, you know, and then where they sold and within the same kind of area. So it's really tough to focus on that online value for your home because there's no way to confirm that that's accurate in any way. Now, sometimes I've seen that it's been close. Sometimes I've seen we've been above and sometimes we've been under. So in order to get an idea of truly what your home is worth, you definitely need to make sure that you get a real estate professional to share comparables with you. Yeah, I think it's a really good one to uh, always remember uh, is to find out that uh, in-person view of your home. And, yes, and don't, yep. don't just rely on those online estimates before you get too excited about you know what your price is going to be or before you get offended kind of in that, that yeah. scenario. Like, hey, why is mine so That's low true. when everybody else is getting into bidding wars around me? Yeah, you, I've, I've had been the, the woohoo, like praises to Angie because she came in with a much higher number versus what they expected for it to be, you know, based online. So remember when we're sharing comparables with you, we are looking at, you know, similar square footage, similar age, similar style. We look in the past year of closed sales um, within the area of your home. And then from there, you know, I look on paper as far as where the numbers lie. But then I dig deeper and I go through the pictures. I go through the remarks. I look to see if, oh, well, this home had a brand new roof and a brand new HVAC, also completely renovated. While this other one, everything's original, you know, so I am digging deeper and not just looking at more of the algorithms like the online sites do. You know, we dig deeper and further than that to make sure that we are pricing your home correctly. Yeah, it's a great point, Angie. Another one here, a scenario. I want a brand new home. Even when only five years old, I'd consider way too dated. That could go either way. You know, I, I see it sometimes. Other times I don't. You know, I would say what most buyers focus on would be if things have been updated or improved. So, you know, oftentimes we hear, well, I'm completely fine with an older home as long as I know that the HVAC, the water heater, those have been updated recently. Or maybe the kitchen, they've added granite and stainless steel appliances. So I would say that I, you know, see that one all the time. Some people know, hey, I must have a brand new home. But I feel like most buyers are pretty open to age as long as the home has been updated and well-maintained. Yeah, so it's it's more, it needs to feel new, not necessarily be new. I 100% agree. Yeah, okay. Uh, how about this one? I'd rather live in a smaller town outside the main city and commute to work. Or are you seeing the trend the other direction? I'm actually seeing that trend a lot. Um, I'm seeing a lot more people being open to move in a little bit more to, you know, smaller town fields, you know, rural areas in order to get more bang for the buck. 
so-called. You know, when you move out a little bit further away from the city, the downtown areas, you typically can get a larger home, a newer home, more land for the same price that you would get a home with no land at all, uh, you know, a much older home, a smaller home within the city. So I do tend to find that people are open to driving a little bit more, um, a longer commute to get to work, you know, in order to get the home that they prefer. Yeah, that's a, I think that's one that's probably going to continue to go that direction. We've talked about before, like uh, with the, you know, cars, self-driving cars would lend itself mm-hmm. to that trend continuing and that sort of yep. thing. So yep, yep, very yep. interesting. Selling my house to open door isn't too good to be true. Um, and I might be reading this wrong. They're saying... It, it is It is not too good to be true. It it's, is not too... Oh, okay, okay. It's kind of like a double negative here. Right, um, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was like, okay, how am I responding to this? Um, it, it, it is and ain't not too good I, to be true. I know, I know. It was throwing <laughs> me off there. I've seen some sellers sell their home to Open Door or maybe to Zillow and get a pretty good value for their home. Most of the time, though, I see the opposite. You know, you have to remember that whenever these companies come in, they are investors And their job and their goal is to make money, right? And so in order to make money, that means that they will be offering you a lower than market value price. They then can really hammer you down whenever it's during the due diligence period and they're looking um, or doing their inspections on the home. They start nickeling and diamond there. And so the end result, almost always you will net a lot more selling with a real estate agent doing more of a standard real estate sale versus selling to one of these investor companies like Open Door. Yeah. So it's it's more the uh, the exception more than the rule that it's going to kind of be this, you know, all it's cracked up to be sort of situation. Right, right. Now, do I do I hear people you know, saying that, you know, isn't it too good to be true? You know, well, I hear people say both ways, but a lot of times it can be a surprise once they get through the process that they finally realize, ooh, maybe I should have considered doing, you know, a listing, you know, with a real estate agent versus, you know, trying to kind of shortcut it, I guess, the process. And because a lot of times they feel like maybe the process will be easier if I just sell it to open door. I don't have to worry about showings. But, you know, is it worth leaving ten to $15,000 on the table? You know, maybe for some it is, but I don't think for most. Yeah, it's a great point. All right, last but not least, Angie, I see it or I don't. If you're just joining us, that's the game we're playing here on the Savvy Realtor. I'm throwing out scenarios about real estate, seeing what Angie thinks about these. Does she see them often? What about somebody that comes into you and says, I'm going to save a lot on commissions and sell my house on my own? Because it can't be that hard, right? Oh, I see this. I do. But I oftentimes see these exact same people that come back, you know, a few months later and say, I should have listened to you. I should have just listed with you in the first place because this was the worst experience ever trying to do a for sale by owner. You know, remember that when you're doing a for sale by owner, you're missing so many different marketing avenues, which marketing, you know, the most amount of marketing is going to drive you the most traffic to your home, which will get you an offer a lot quicker and get you a higher price point. So, Although, yes, you might not be paying on as many commissions, but in the long run, I bet you, you will get a much lower price point. So typically, it either evens out or the real estate professional will make you a lot more money. Almost always a for sale by owner route is not the right way to go um, just because of all the you know nuances that come with selling a home, understanding the process, and just not getting yourself the most exposure to get yourself top dollar. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. 
Listen to past podcast episodes on the website. Read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 